Shoot! Shoot him! Good. I'm good. I'm rested. I'm ready to go back to work. Oh, really? Uh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Two months, two weeks off is like, oh god, I'm so tired. Now, now I've, I'm almost tired from being rested. Not yeah, from not doing anything. Oh wow. Okay. But I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. that um, it, it could be more interesting because I, I hear that Mexico might be opting out of North America. Okay. <laughs> just doesn't like that it's there anymore so yeah. it's just gonna it's, i mean really what what has being part of north america ever, ever done for mexico well there's that saying poor mexico so far from god so close to the united states <laughs> yeah <laughs> and really close to the sun too it's yes. uh, mm-hmm. but the altitude isn't bad so you know <laughs> the altitude it doesn't it, it, it's not as hot no no not not like um what's Sea level Florida, which yes. is is just <laughs> sinks a foot, we're all dead, you know. Yep. Well, or if the water rises a foot, which is the more likely scenario. I I I, I love. I've been enjoying the hell out of reading all of the uh, the Brexit news mm-hmm. okay. of people, all these voters that they're interviewing, going, oh. Well, we didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> it's like, then you're an idiot. <laughs> well, well, everyone I, I think, knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I, I think, I think there is there is a certain degree of truth to that. I think also the thing is that, um, yeah, I think that there this would also remark and I mean, as a general failure of, of you know, of the, since the institutions of Great Britain were all firmly against exiting the European Union, they surely could have pointed out these things to people a little bit more forcefully than they did. Like, uh, or the economy will crash. Right. Where they started, what they started to talk about was simply along the lines of, uh, I think the, I think the problem is the elites have a tendency to focus only, and this is, this is going to be a little sideways, but the elite tent, the elites have a tendency to be recently have a tendency to who have decided that, What's good for the elites is good for everybody, and that should be self-evident. And we don't need to explain that to people. That's very British. Yeah, and that's kind of American too, but it's very British in its in its in its in its tone. But the thing is that uh, that you know it's not always true. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, the people who voted for the Brit exit, tended to be lower class. They tended to be living in areas that were those that tend to be white. Uh, they well. England's, yes. England's well, it's England. Yeah. England is kind of white-ish anyway, so it's really yeah, not hard to. It's it's white and the remnants from the empire that we conquered. Yeah, yes, and um, you know, and it's also in areas where the return to prosperity after two thousand eight didn't happen. So you know, th- yes. for them, for the people to go and talk to them about how, for example, the exchange rate will be dissolved. We don't leave our town, mate. What the hell do we care about the exchange rate? Uh, so it's it's one of those things that really kind of like struck me is that uh, what the um, all, all of a sudden you're going to be paying a lot more for imported goods. In yes. The yeah. Well, that sort of stuff was all not the mentioned. prices this, are now going up. This this stuff none of that was that was not all put together. That was not put together in any any any, any cogent way. Um, yeah. By the defenders of, of of the European Union. Now, I think it's interesting that the Scottish have decided that we are we are going to take advantage of this and, and just have, leave and just leave the United Kingdom and then go to um and and then rejoin the European Union as Scotland because we want to stay in the European Union. And, and, and Northern Ireland Ireland has actually been talking about doing the same. Join the Republic just, of Ireland, which is like just, just so they don't have that. That wall, basically like the papers please area that kind of got them in trouble last time. Yes, because <laughs> that's what they're going to have. They're going to have to have because of the immigration change. Yes. Now the interesting thing right. is like the immigration issue, which was kind of interesting, is that the images that they used to do the immigration issue were those of like darker skinned people, whereas no. which is comes no no serious surprise. However, the immigration that was coming from the European Union was coming from Russia. 
and you know the, yeah. and the eastern european countries the uh the shall we say darker hued people that the english the brit exit people were objecting to were coming into england through the british commonwealth that's just nothing to do with the european union which gives you some idea of the the kind of thinking that was well let's not call it thinking let's just call it's it not yeah now it's it is interesting that um Donald Trump proving once again that he would be catastrophic if entertaining as president. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. Where he uh, ends up. Where he goes, no, the pound going down is really good for me. Yes. But he also. Or people are going to come to my stuff because the pound's going down. It's like, yeah. But the problem is, is like everybody in England is now broke. Yes. And the other interesting thing is that uh, the other one thing also I don't. He also apparently compliment upon landing in Scotland. Which uh, he complimented the English on voting to exit the European Union. And somebody pointed out, the Scots wanted to stay a great git. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did like the guy with the Nazi golf balls. That yes, yes. Him. That was wonderful. They, they really don't. I mean, I have to say, in fact, the British uh, have a have a have an invect have a great sense of invective. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's impressive. They're a very impressive thing of invective. Now, um, it's interesting that uh, somebody. Uh, I'm sure, I want to. I'm waiting. It's have they has the House of Commons met? The House of not Commons has not met. I mean, David Cameron said that he's like going to quit, which is yeah. you know, like but I mean, when is the House of Commons going to meet? Because I, I that's must see television, right? Yeah, now. that's that's going to be because they're going to like I mean, Labor's going to they're just going to tear into him. You know, oh, the, the, there's, there's a question. Well, didn't the head of the Labor Party also quit? I I don't know. Like everyone has quit. Yeah. It's amazing. Like the whole, the entire government has basically said, "Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Good luck. It's 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 your bed. I ain't helping you get out of it." Yeah, that's really kind of like we're we're done here. Yeah, all the people that wanted the EU to leave or to leave the EU, guess what? You get now to run the government. Good you, luck trying to fix it. You're in truck. You 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 get you get to do it now. Oh yeah yeah. What a complete disaster. <laughs> It's. I, I always thought it was funny because they're all like, we had no idea the pound would go down. The stock, I'm like, you do realize that all of our currencies are based on confidence and stability, right? Yes. When so you, when you change something, all that confidence disappears mm-hmm. and nobody believes your shit is worth anything because you're not stable. Right. And if you're not stable, guess what is else isn't stable? Your money. Mm. <laughs> so we'd much rather put our, you know, put buy dollars or euros or something that is kind of stable as opposed to the pound, which we're not sure is stable anymore because we don't know what's going to go on. All right. Um, this has been circulating around the, around the, uh, around the, around the net, but I feel it should be pointed out. Uh, apparently the Scots, have, uh, the Scots have a, uh, a long, uh, the British have a long tradition of invective. The Scots particularly have a long tradition of invective. And uh, these are some of the things that the Scots have called uh, the the Republican the presumptive Republican candidate, uh, butt plug face. Oh, I like that one. A toupee foot trumpet. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But uh, bolivating flesh bag. Uh huh. Weapons grade plum. Oh, oh, very nice. Weasel. I'm going to try to do a Scots accent because it sounds better. Weasel headed fuck nugget. <laughs> Clueless numpty cockwoman <laughs> shit splackled muppet fart. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Bullock chin spunk bubble. <laughs> I do like the muppet fart. That's my favorite. It's a muppet. So. I muppet farts. That's this. This is. We just keep calling each other motherfuckers. It's just. It's just not good. You know, I don't even know how muppet. How how do muppets fart? I don't know. I don't know. But right. whatever it is, he's he's a he's a he's a muppet fart. <laughs> Bullock chin spunk bubble is just perfect. Mangled apricot hell beast, <laughs> witless fucking cocksplat, <laughs> incomprehensible jizz trumpet, ignore ignorant fuck muppet. <laughs> muppet seems to be a, a, a good day, and tiny fingered cheeto laced ferret wailing shit gibbon. <laughs> you know what's funny is when um, when. I taught the crash of 2008 and the Great Depression mm-hmm. uh, in American history. I literally told them that like billions of dollars 
had just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't exist anymore. Right. And and my students could not figure out why mm-hmm. that could happen. Like how can dollar bills just did someone burn them? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you do realize that most money isn't actually money anymore. Like a dollar bill is only worth whatever you believe the dollar bill is worth. Whatever somebody else believes the dollar bill is mm-hmm. worth, that's what it's worth. Right. It's not actually worth anything. It's only worth it's a piece of paper. Yeah. But it's the confidence that does it. So when you have all of these things in digitized form, if wealth disappears, technically money has gone away because yeah. we consider wealth money. Yes. Yeah, so we so, count wealth via use use money to count what wealth is. Yeah. My students could not, but it's almost like the, the entire economic system that they have lived in their entire life has just destroyed itself in their head. Yeah. Like in their head, they go, this, this is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. Because and I'm like, yeah, no, it is. But this is what we have. <laughs> it is kind of dumb. And so when this happened the other day, I got an email from one of my students saying, mm-hmm. my pa- my parents were like, can you believe a billion dollars just disappeared? And he explained it to his parents. There you go. You have you have you have a you know somebody like yeah somebody will go forward in in life having a little bit. Now here's an interesting thing. Uh, I going back to Facebook again. Uh, somebody, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give the name because that's not right. Um, but uh, the guy the guy who posted it was a guy named Frank Coleman who posted the uh, Why We Love Scotland the Scotland uh, shared the Scottish insults, and this guy uh, was like apparently sometime later said I must be a total dunce I find no reason in this list of funny names for Trump to love Scotland a subordinate nation for the majority of of history. I suppose all of a sudden they are worthy to comment on anything. I, for one, will wait until they have achieved dot, 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 well, dot, 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 almost anything. Now, being being a good son, uh, being a good descendant of the, um, you know, at least on my father's side, at least a quarter, perhaps, of Scotland, I, I, I cannot let that stand. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to, 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 borrow, to borrow the... Um, to, to borrow the ignorant fuck muppet um, <laughs> to insult. Hey, ignorant fuck muppet. Um, a James Watt. You know the steam engine, the thing that heats a fucking house. Scottish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Scottish. <laughs> the steam Go engine. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, guess it's a, we- it's a weird day because every time I call him, he just keeps telling me to have intercourse with myself, and I, I can't know. figure out why. I get. That's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, so that yeah, this is going to be interesting because I I think there might be some um, I don't know there might be some stuff about about pulling out uh, pulling out of the pulling out. I'm not sure if that's a possible if that's that's a uh, the exit the pulling out of the pulling out. That is one bad night of sex. Yes, indeed. The um, I think I think there's sort of like uh, there seems to be obviously a great deal of buyer's remorse here, but I think there's also a sense of like the guys who were proposing the Brit exit lied their teeth off. Now, oh, yeah. here's the problem with that is like it was really kind of up to the news media to point out these people are lying their teeth off. Um, I don't but know the if they news, did. the news media is controlled by the people who are lying their teeth off. Yes. Yes. So, so that's it's it, because the news media is a profit based entity that is also independent of, uh, of public good and the, the public airwaves as it, it, it kind of used to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now because it's all profit driven motive, um, they yeah. don't have a responsibility to report the news. They have a responsibility to make money. Yes. And so that, that that's their job yeah. is to figure out how to do that. And it, because of that, they it's become so polarized. I mean, like they don't think they just talk. Mm hmm. Yep. It, it's like talking heads without any kind of rational thought behind it. It, it, it leads to presidential candidates who go, um, I don't think that's true. No, that's what I heard. Yes. I read it on the Internet. I, I love it when Donald Trump says I read it on the Internet. I'm like, yeah, I also read that there's a baby with seven heads who's been living for years in Mexico mm-hmm. on the Internet. I read that on the Internet. It must be true. Yep. Like, do you read the weekly world news and call it the paper, too? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's quite. Um, do, do you did you pick up the onion and think that's real? Yeah, I not. Although the onion seems to be more real than most papers these the days. The onion has that's, a tendency to really get uh, quite 
quite bizarre. I mean, it's 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 frightening how <laughs> the the onions got to the point. It's like we we're almost a real newspaper because we go like we satirize the news mm-hmm. and we satirize what's actually happening, but it's so crazy it satirizes itself. <laughs> you don't even like the the whole point of of Mel Brooks' entire career is to take something and then make it absurd. Yes. If it's already absurd, you can't do that. It's hard for yeah, it's it's hard satire it gets very very hard sometimes. It's very hard to satirize something that's literally insanity. Yes. I remember I I remember that this is back around 2008 or so, I guess. I guess we're Hey, welcome to the Bob Muir and the Enemy Bowl podcast by the way. Uh <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm Bob Muir. The other person who's been talking for a while is the enemy below. Um, I am the enemy below. It, it's been a few months, hasn't it? It's been some time. We've been some time. We got busy. God, we, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today too. Because I saw the Warcraft movie, and oh, what a piece of crap that was. Okay, okay. I I have not seen the Warcraft movie. I have not seen Independent. I have heard terrible things about Independence Day Resurgence. Reassure, whatever reassurance <laughs> resurgence. All, all I know is I've gotten to the point that if my son goes, I really want to see that movie. I know it's going to suck. Yeah, we got to be like, oh no, not because not, not. he was the only one who mm-hmm. was like, yeah, no, we just, we need to go see Warcraft. I'm, if I thought it was going to be a good film, I would have wanted to go, yeah. but I read reviews <laughs> and they were like, no, it's it's really bad. It's pretty bad. So of course I tell Ryder and Ryder sees the behind the scenes. He goes. It looks amazing, and when we left, both, Russ was down here for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at Russ, and I'm like, "That was really bad, wasn't it?" And he goes, "God, it was awful." And and Ryder goes, "I loved it." Uh, <laughs> down, and I'm like, "Wow, he has no taste." You are a child, and you think as a child. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, you know, interesting things like plot and character development or uh, and, and storyline linear storylines and and also like a character arc perhaps or uh, even you know when somebody dies you should actually be sad rather than going but, yeah I, I mean I, I'm gonna get spoiler alert we're I'm gonna spoil some stuff okay so when like as if you're gonna watch this anyway yeah. um when the son dies of the main character, mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel bad. The music sounds like you should feel bad. Right. And I'm like, I've met this guy once. Yeah. I don't yeah. care I have about no, that kid. I no emotional investment whatsoever. Probably. And why is this, why is he blonde hair, blue eyed, looks like the normal, you know, like the quintessential 1950s American, and his dad is the guy from Vikings? <laughs> because his dad looks like Swedish. Did we ever see his mother? Did we ever meet his mother? Perhaps there's no, an explanation no, there. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, but he's his dad's got this long ass Vikings hair, mm-hmm. no haircut, mm-hmm. and and he's a soldier too, and in he has like the you know normal. He's basically got Ryder's hair right now. He looks like the Aryan child from Nazi Germany. I mean, <laughs> it's a very weird dichotomy. I'm like, there was nothing that would make me think that those two were related. <laughs> At all. Well, that does Other than he keeps going, my son, I care about you. You're all I have. And I'm sitting there going, this, did, did you adopt him? I, <laughs> I I literally, when he said that, I turned to Russ and was like, uh. he's going to die. You know why? Because it's the only thing that's in only, there's been three deaths. Yeah. All of which were people who are three main character deaths. Mm-hmm. And they were all fairly early in it. And they were all people who you never really met. Because they try to introduce a million characters, um, you never really met them, but because another character cared about them, you're supposed to. Yeah, that doesn't quite. I'm like, this is Warcraft. Do you have any idea how many people died in the opening scene alone? <laughs> how many orcs are dying like crazy? Like men are getting crushed left and right, and I'm supposed to care about this little peeps we kid I met five seconds ago? Mm. What the? Not at least really. Game of Thrones waits five minutes before killing off a character I'm supposed to care about. Well, at least, actually, Game of Thrones actually gives you, like, a half an hour to get used to the person and, you know, ha- watch them save puppies and... and you yeah, know, and, and, I, I kill. and then, you know, like, basically tossle his child's hair and, 
kiss his wife lovingly and you know save peasants from fires before save he, some, say something that's funny that makes you like them like them before having gold before having molten lead poured on their head exactly uh, <laughs> no it was molten gold Lord knows. it was this throne it was the crown of gold oh, okay it was awesome too that was a, that was a wonderful part <laughs> Which, of course, you know, like the, the you know the hideous thing about G- Game of Thrones is basically most of those things have historical precedent. I mean, that was like oh, they they all do. Yeah. Well, with the exception of you know bringing people dragons back and dead, people back but, to uh, life. But the the, the well, thing, you know, some people would argue that the bringing people back to life um, has historical precedent. Yeah, at least once, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> once <laughs> every. <laughs> Once in Christianity, once in Buddhism, once. Well, I don't think Buddha is there. Is the Buddhists? I don't think that they don't say that the Buddha came back to life. Is no, it? no, no. Reincarnate. Reincarnation. They re- but re- they, they reincarnate. Yeah, it's but actually, different. yeah. So, so. Um, yeah. So, World of Warcraft is basically a Nazi, huh? Oh, it's awful. Um, however, the, the the its eye candy is really pretty. Mm. Like its two hours are really pretty. Um, and just like cool visuals, all right. But you get that out of the video game. In fact, I almost—it just made me want to go play the video game because the video game's better. <laughs> it's the storyline is better. It's told better in the video game. Yeah, I, I think this—the video game does actually uh, give you, um, you know, sort of give you more. Um, I mean, the video game details things more. You know, that sort of thing. You know, gives you now, more. I will say this, though. Warcraft is the is now the number one grossing video game movie of all time. Right. Um, however, it's, that's not really a high bar. That's... That's like saying, you know, you're the best AAA team in history. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm trying to figure out who they beat. I would I would assume it was Mortal Kombat. I w- I'm guessing it's Mortal Kombat. It probably could just simply be inflation. How he yeah. how they beat took an inflation rather than um, anything else. Well, more yeah. I mean the the biggest thing. Um, oh, what was the other one that I said? There was oh Resident Evil was was mm. might be it too. Yeah. Um, but Resident Evil was rated R, so I was pretty sure that it would beat out Resident Evil because you can yeah. take kids to this one. Yeah. Um, yes, but literally, I mean, when you, when you think, well, it's not a bad for a video game movie. It was like, well, yeah, all video game movies are shit. So yes. they're, they're, you know, it's like I think, I think that's why I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. I, I hated it so much because it had moments where it could have been good. Mm. Like, like you, you review bad movies all the time, Bob. So tell me if I'm right here. If a bad movie has no way of being good, right. like it just can't accomplish it. Right. There's no way. That movie is a lot more fun to watch. Yes. Than a movie that has moments where you're like, this could have been really good. That they you, robbed me of something that could be good. You get angry at those films. You get you get that, you, you see that there could have been a very good film in there. Uh, a good film. At least maybe not a very good film, but certainly just a film worth watching. Uh yeah. except, you know, in order, you know, not to point and laugh and hoot and make, you know, hooting noises. Uh <clears throat> but you get that's what you get. I mean, but you get ang- you get angry at it. You get you you feel cheated by that. I mean, you don't feel cheated by Plan Nine from Outer Space because there's no way that or was gonna, Sharknado or Sharknado. There's just no way that was going to be a thing. You do feel cheated, for example, by something like Ju- by um, Jupiter Jones, or um, I, I don't know if that's the name of the film anymore. But the uh, the film with Jupiter Jones, the 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 you know, Lewinsky brothers sisters now. Uh, the Walenskis uh, gave you know the the film that that I got angry at because there was you know there was obviously a lot of thought there was stuff you could see that it kind of could almost have worked in ways if it wasn't just so fucking silly uh, yeah. but it it you get you get you get you get angry at those films you get um you get angry at them I mean I, you can't get angry at the island of Doctor Moreau with Marlon Brando because it's just like <laughs> crash and burn but this one yeah. I, what you're saying is basically just you know there there was a hint of a good film in here a, a film more a film that would be worth watching except you know and then um there were the, great moments if it just followed the storyline of like one of those characters and mm-hmm. instead it tried to do an avengers movie without Building up the Avengers before you did the film, without having Iron Man and Thor and the Captain America film first. 
Exactly, where you you actually care about these characters. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, but, actually, as I'm looking through the uh, the various uh, pictures, um, and and such, I have to think that everyone who like basically got a part as an orc was not happy with the tooth stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the tooth, the teeth didn't really bother me that much. Well, I, I, mean, I, 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 I could accept that. I I was just thinking, just simply as a you know, like. As just to be as as a, as as a as working at you know being an actor and working with a mouthful of, with a mouthful of basically walrus tusks and then having to emote. Well, they didn't. They're all computer animated. Oh, okay. But they they were basically they they did it by the, um, they did the bodies and then they would animate over the bodies. Is that how right? They, yeah. Right with the the dot animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But they I'll tell you the orcs looked real. Mm-hmm. They didn't look fake. Um they, there were some parts where they looked a little stupid, but most of the time they looked fairly real. The humans obviously looked real because they were humans. Um mm-hmm. you know, the swords were real because I saw those swords clang together. They were obviously real swords that they were using. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they weren't sharp, but still. Yeah. Um I mean, they put a lot into this film yeah. and and the uh, the budgets, the the sets, the uh, I I'm mean, it was. At, I'm looking at some of these pictures from from the it's film. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous, it's gorgeous, it's gorgeous. So they 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 obviously, you know, they they put a lot of thought into the visuals. They did not put a lot of thought into the storyline that goes with the visuals. That's really what it is. I mean, if you watch, like, if you turn off the sound and watch it, mm-hmm. and you just look at it as like a painting, it's really pretty. Yeah. And it's it's a nice it's kind of long for that kind of thing because it's two hours long. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the problem is, if for the first forty five minutes, nothing really happens, <laughs> <laughs> and and you're not. I mean, you don't even really meet people for more. The, they have like three lines, mm-hmm. okay, and then it moves on to the next person. All right, ever actually develop any kind of uh, emotional connection or even intellectual connection to anybody, mm. and. These all these characters are so deep. Like you could do a three-hour movie just on Mediv alone, and he's only in it for maybe ten minutes, and he's the one of the antagonists of the mm-hmm. film. Yeah, and you never really get to meet him or his backstory, or he never talks about like what he has actually done. Why were you in Draenor? Why did you have sex with an orc? Why is your orc daughter now a slave girl who's decided mm-hmm. to join the alliance after jumping into this new world mm-hmm. how did the portal get built i mean it's like what the fuck yeah yes so i see what you i know i know what you mean i say like, i haven't i have not played warcraft in years but now i'm like thinking that maybe i want to go try it again because this has like got me more intrigued with doing warcraft than actually watching the film <laughs> oh yeah no it, it that's what it did it made me want to watch as soon as i got home i was like i'm logging on and I started playing again, yeah. and I've been having a great time doing it. Oh, okay, uh, but it's and I've been enjoyed playing again. I'm literally just grinding away because I've got nothing. It's summer, so I'm literally doing nothing. Oh, okay, uh, are you? I, I, you are in 1776. Are you not? Are you? I am. That's only at night, and I only seem to have three rehearsals a week at this point. So okay, so that's sure when Hell Week happens. But even then, it's only at night. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, and I don't have Willow during the day anymore. And mm. Ryder's basically playing Warcraft now, so he just sits there and plays. <laughs> so it's it's time for you to go get that to go do nothing again. All right. Of course, we've got this wonderful thing about Summer, which is great. Is now that he's playing Warcraft, we mm-hmm. just walk in and I'll send him like those in-game books that drop, mm-hmm. and be like, if you read it, I'll give you ten gold. Mm. So I'm, I'm mailing him gold as he's reading books. It's hilarious. <laughs> Bribing um, a child to read. <laughs> that, that's hey, whatever works. Whatever man. works. Whatever works. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. So anyway, uh, let's see. One thing I did. Uh, my I, one thing I did well during the hiatus, as it were, I did uh, did the Montauk Century. Did from uh, Babylon to. Uh, West Babylon to Montauk with a total of 110 miles an hour, 110 miles on a bicycle. Holy uh, mother of God. Yeah. And How long did that take you? It took it, me yeah. about 10 hours, all told. 10 hours? Yeah, with, with, I, I made some stops. It was like they had stops every 25 minutes, 25 miles, and I would just stop and get off the bike and walk around a little bit. I did not sit down because I kind of knew if I sat down, I'm not standing up again. Uh, yeah. You know what's funny is now that I – now that I have those um, vacation point things at Disney, I'm thinking it might actually uh, 
one of the things I'm thinking I might do is is get a bike and start riding around and see if I can ride to Orlando to Disney and then just crash there. I don't know if I could ride back though. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what how safe it would be because it was like you know. That, that, oh, it's it's not. No, okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> it's not. You're, you're on a freeway the whole time. Yeah, on a freeway. That's not. Yeah. I mean, there were some, there were some moments. Most of the time they kind of like took us. We were on some, we were on some highways, but we were not on major highways. I mean, we were on the Montauk, Montauk highway, but that's like two lanes going either way. And that's really like, you know, that's it. That's the only, that's the only route. Yeah. That's the only route once you get past, you know, like the Hamptons, that's the only route to, to, into Montauk. So it's like, you got to stay on that. Um, I, have I, say- I may have to deal with just the Pinellas Trail, you know, going all the way down to St. Pete and mm-hmm. having uh, a, an awesome dinner and then coming mm-hmm. back and or having a breakfast at like Parpin mm-hmm. and then bicycling all the way down to the South St. Pete and eating mm-hmm. dinner there and then coming back. Yeah, I was I it was interesting. I was kind of like the last time I was the first time I, I did that trail a little bit. I went I've gone north both times I've gone on the trail that you're talking about there. And they're like, don't go to St. Pete. They kill white people there. And it's like, this is what? <laughs> Something like that. Kill white people? There? I think it was like, you know, like they were like people get their bikes stolen. You know, it's, it's I would, it's a rental. I don't care. But it was like, but, uh, it's a rental. <laughs> but, um, so they're anyway, going to bike jack you. Yeah. And I was like, they're not going to rent the bike I was on. They're not going to, no one's stealing this one. This is, <laughs> Give me a bike and all your money. <laughs> this it, it reminded me of uh, the joke. I don't know if you, I I get a bunch of stuff in the email and about like CD pressings and how to CD pressing services and all that other stuff. And there was like one called Disc Makers, and it was like they had a contest. If you won it, you got a thousand free uh, CDs with uh, with with covers. Cool. And and a banjo. Well, that's nice. I like the banjo. And I, my thought was basically, so what's second? What is second prize? Two banjos? I mean, it was like <laughs> two banjos. You just get a second prize set of, set of steak knives. A set of steak knives. But I remember that I there's a, a guy I know who's um, John Pico, who's a very good banjo player, wonderful singer. And you know, the the, the joke he made is like, yeah, I was terrible. I, I I left my car unlocked. I left my banjo in the back seat. When I got back, there were three more banjos. Uh, so. <laughs> Hey, have you uh, watched Preacher on AMC? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, you got to watch that. Okay. Right. One, one, Seth Rogen did it, um, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure he's high all the time. Okay. Uh, because some <laughs> of the choices that he makes, I don't think they affect the storyline in any way. Yes. Um, but some of the visuals that he does mm-hmm. uh, are very, like, 1960s b-movie quality okay and but he did did that on purpose okay like and he seems to be especially in the opening number it seems to be like he in normal seth rogan fashion has decided that he can make fun of himself mm. like that preacher can make fun of itself okay and it, it has to because yeah. it's absurd it's absurd. Um, it's a it's a great story. I love the book. I mean, and it's obvious he's a fan too. Um, but it's so far it's it started off slow, but I, it's starting to pick up a little bit. And okay. I, I personally friggin love the preacher comic books. So I know that you have you have them as a. You know. I do. I love them. I love them. I love them. I've read them at least four or five times. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, so the bike the bike ride was like. And let me tell you, it's 110 miles is a long way. That's a lot of miles. Oh yeah, I can see that. And it just kind of like it just—it's a grind. It was a grind, you know. It was kind of a grind. Actually, the, the interesting thing was the miles. I've discovered this on long rides that I do, like between mile like 49 and mile 60 of any ride I've ever done. Those are really like the longest miles. I don't know why, but those really just take—they just seem to take forever. You know, I, I just I was just bashing through on the four. You know, I was doing like fifteen, twelve, fifty miles an hour. So I'm just going bang, 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 bang. You know, for the first you know for a bit for the first few miles, and then all of a sudden when I got to around mile fifty, it just it just became a real burt. It became a real effort to to get there, get get through with it. Now, um, the the thing is that that you last they've changed the route a little bit because uh, prior to like a couple of years ago. 
um, they had the the route ended at the at the end at the Montauk Lighthouse, and to get to the Montauk Lighthouse, you had to climb up Kill What the Fuck, because uh, <laughs> it was the highest hill on the entire route, and you've gone like a hundred miles or so, hundred and ten, hundred nine miles an hour, hundred hundred miles, and you look up and you come around a corner and you see this hill, <laughs> and it's like. I just remember when I first time I did it was I did seventy miles. I came, I was coming. Was, it was mile sixty eight of seventy, and I'm coming around the corner and I look up and I see that hill and I go, "What the fuck?" And which <laughs> the people behind me were going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so they have removed that one. There is there is actually one last hill which is like your, your heart sinks when you're 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 driving along you're going along you've gone past a hundred miles you really are basically just going on vapor at this point and you see a sign saying scenic overlook overhead because that means you're going up <laughs> that's just that's just bad so anyway uh, oh, yeah, it, yeah. it was nice I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do another one in October with my brother. Uh, something called the Seashell Century down in uh, Maryland. So I'm gonna like, yeah, I'm gonna be riding another hundred miles. That's so like because wow, I'm having <laughs> because I'm because I well, just to show you just how crazy I am. As I'm coming into Montauk, I'm finishing the ride. I pop my helmet off. I'm Montauk. I have you. I don't know what that's a quote from, but I, I, I it's a quote from somewhere. Uh, and I just as I'm just getting off the bike, and I hear this voice in the back of my head say, "Okay." Now let's try a ma- now. Now let's do a marathon. It's like just what? <laughs> I tur- I I literally I could I swear I turned around because I could I, my own head couldn't have been saying that. I mean that was not. <laughs> but no, sure enough, it was my own. Bah. So yeah, so that's kind of like what I was doing, you know, during the hiatus. I got uh, got training for that, and uh, you want if you want to know the pure what real tedium is. Uh, because the weather was kind of spotty at times, I got this trainer so I can put the bike up on wheel, uh, bike up on this trainer so I can ride it inside like a like a like a stationary bicycle. Yeah, that is the utter definition of tedium. I mean, yes. you put you put it put an hour and a half on that, and your mind is mush at the end of it. Even though I'm like watching, you know, I, I found myself watching Kurosawa films just basically because well. They're kind of interesting, and you have to pay attention to what's going on. So it's like, and they have subtitles because because the the grinding of the bike was having I was having trouble hearing the television unless I put it up to the point where all the neighbors knew where all the neighbors would get to watch the same film I was, which I didn't all, really want. To. All the neighbors knew the crap you were watching. Yeah, all the neighbors knew the crap I was watching. So that was it. Uh, did you see? By the way, I mean, I it seems that. It seems that after much toing and froing and huffing and puffing, the Batman v Superman uh, Robin custody case was released and just didn't quite do what they thought it was going to do. I uh, I did not see it because yeah. I did not want to. No, I I did not see it either, but I did notice that there was it was they were kind of like what they were saying is that, and the criticism seemed to be coming along the lines of like you know they really should have concentrated on actually doing the movie and then throw in the parts for the next movie a little bit less than having yeah. than having all of these other tent poles attached to it you know all these other tent these wires stories laying attached to it well my uh, favorite was watching the wasn't watching the film itself but was watching the interviews with um um uh, with Ben Affleck uh, mm-hmm. because Oh my God! I, if there was ever a person on the planet who was just not happy about being in that film, yeah, I, I, you could see that he apparently thought this was going to be good, mm-hmm. and it did not quite live up to his expectations. Yeah, and it just didn't catch anybody. And I think, honestly, I think I'm just going to have to lay it at the director's feet because this is. Um, he doesn't know superheroes. I mean, whatever, you know, he's got this weird idea about what superheroes are like, and they're not like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was one of the things that really, thinking about it, would really crippled Watchmen. It could have been a terrific film. His crabbed view of humanity just kind of, like, prevented it from... Well, that's know. actually what Watchmen is. Yeah. I, I mean, really, Watchmen, the movie Watchmen is the book Watchmen. Yeah. It's almost... Word for word. Yeah, uh, I mean, the the same scenes, the same shots. Yeah, it was the comic book, and yeah. and because of that, it 
did one thing really well, which was make fanboys happy. Yeah. But it really um, it, didn't, you know. It, yeah, but it didn't catch on because it's it's not a. I mean, Watchmen's always been kind of a cult type comic book mm-hmm. because you have to be really cynical to enjoy that book. Mm-hmm. Like you, <laughs> so so does that says nothing good about me about how much I enjoy it. But we'll we'll go on. We'll move exactly. On. We'll move yeah, on exactly. there. Yeah, you got to be pretty cynical. So. That's that's kind of one of the things that they run into, one of the problems. Um, yeah. But I actually think the director of Batman, he's the same one that directed um, the, Super- the Super- Superman movie, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, he doesn't understand Superman. Yeah, he barely he, he doesn't seems, understand Batman either. Well, he seems to think Superman is Batman, and Batman is just... The Punisher this, with, with yeah, the mask. Yeah, the Punisher huh? with the mask, and it, uh, he, he's not. Yeah. So... Eh, yeah. We'll see. I mean, they're they're kind of like cutting down on the number of films as a sequel to that. But we'll see what we'll see what rolls. But I I was disappointed in how it turned out. I was uh, being cynical about it beforehand is all well and good. But you know, you kind of want a Batman yeah. Superman film to like make people go wow. But there was no way that was going to be good. I mean, all of the crap that's been happening over the last two years since it was announced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're like, just... there's no way. Like it, the chance of them actually pulling that off with was... all of the things that were going on throughout that entire year about it and all the decisions that were made and mm-hmm. they kept reshooting and pulling. You're just like, yeah, maybe you have a five percent chance of this yeah. being it, and it. just didn't. It didn't work. I mean, it just and and I think you know. Movies are movies are essentially simple stories, so making it more complex doesn't help. So it's just, right. You know, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, uh, we are waiting. We are now awaiting Suicide Squad. I think that's like the last big one of the summer. Uh, is is that? And we'll see. We'll see yeah. if that's good. I. It's one of those. Could be. Could be good. Yeah, could it's be possible. Good. Possible. I don't know. I don't know. They might have. They, but it sounds like they're sort of do, do major reshoots of that one after the after the fallout from Batman v Superman. Is this like? You know, it's like yeah. Okay. It's, it's like now we have to make sure that it's a hard R because Deadpool worked. Yeah, and and, and also throw in some jokes. You know, it's like well, yeah. I, I was thinking, God, you have Harley Quinn in there. Yeah, you know, she's gonna she's gonna she by personality she's gonna set off a line or two. She's she's you know she's not yes. she's not she's not grim. I mean she's out of her mind but she's not a grim character <laughs> she's not grimly silent <laughs> so <laughs> i so anyway so i i the mr the bandit is not been able to make it today due to uh he has some scheduling difficulties and conflicts and all all sorts of things he's like got, that. he's got a new job he's starting soon so he's yeah he's, gonna... he's got to have a quite a um it, yeah, so that's kind of like you got to get ready for that. So that's we'll wish, wish him. Uh, we wish him best of luck. As we, uh, I, I don't know what the new job is, but I wish him best of luck for it. And uh, we won't mention his real name to actually prejudice his ability to keep said job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so I'm there's uh, we, we would you know we would do bring out your dead, but. Too many dead. I'm sorry. I'm just. There's a lot of people that die. I'm just. I just. You know, like I will. I will go with. You know, like you know, just Cassius Clay. Uh, Cassius Clay. Muhammad Ali. You know, Muhammad Ali, aka you know, Cassius Clay, formerly known as Cassius Clay. I yeah. I I've, I have problems even like mentioning any of them based on that alone. It's like you have any any idea how many people have died? Yes. It's, it's unreal. It's, it's unreal. Like, it's yeah. like the culling. Yeah, it's like that's well. I mean, somebody pointed out it's you know it's the baby boomer generation is getting older. So and since there are a lot of baby boomers and hence a lot of famous baby boomers, uh, and they're all dying, but they're all dying in like their seventies and eighties. Yes, yes. So, so I like David Bowie died. Like I can't believe David Bowie died. It's like do you have any idea how old David Bowie was? He was like sixty nine, seventy years old. He was like seventy years old. Yeah, I mean Eric Clapton is seventy two. I just like I I I hate to tell you this, guys. Um. They're all going to start kicking off at pretty much the same time. Yeah, it, it's you know this is why they have you know insurance does that you know does does the does the oh what what's what actuary what, tables? What yeah. was the it, it wasn't David Bowie it was somebody else that like died of cancer and they were really old. Oh, it was Alan Rickman. Alan mm-hmm. Rickman, David, but they were both in like their seventies and they died yeah. of cancer. And everyone's like, man, cancer sucks. I'm like, yeah, so does being old. 
old being suck being old sucks being old sucks <laughs> as 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 a man who's basically on the periphery of being old i have to tell you <laughs> it's like look if i get cancer at 70 and die from that hey at least i wait at least the cancer we can wait till 70. 70 you know it's like that's this is like it's um it just you know not only that actually the thing is that you know at, at 70 you get cancer it's kind of like it's it's like everything else cancer moves kind of slow when you're 70 yeah. and it's like one of those things it's just that. And, and what the fuck is william shatner and betty white eating because how are they still around <laughs> drinking, like everyone is getting cancer and they're dying. Drinking the blood of virgin children <laughs> those two still kicking off yes. no problems no problems yes though she betty white has actually retired from acting formally so it could be 102 yes i think yeah so apparently it's just not you know she's she's having problems you know yeah whereas bones have stopped working yes whereas william shatner of course will still take a part i think he'd make a good i think he'd make a good donald trump in a biopic william shatner just keeps keeps getting mad that they don't put him back in a star trek movie (laughs) yes that's, that's what's keeping him alive spite (laughs) uh, <laughs> that's what it is. And, and speaking of, um, yes. in the new Rogue One movie, mm-hmm. uh, apparently Darth Vader is going to be in it. Well, and yeah. I'm thinking we need to make as many movies with Darth Vader in them as possible now. Until before, because when James Earl Jones is gone, yeah, Darth Vader's done. Yeah, because you can't have Darth Vader without James Earl Jones's voice. Nobody else has that fucking voice. Nope. Not a one. It's like I'm sorry. They once once he, you make them all now. Yes, or just basically have him, you know, have him say his lines in a uh, in a. Um... And Muppets and Yoda, like all the Muppets, have to. We need to make as many Muppet movies as we can while Frank Oz is still kicking. Because mm-hmm. as soon as Frank Oz is gone, you might be able to get away with some of the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that some of them are just gone yeah well i think also actually kind of like they when when jim henson died kermit kind of like you know it was because that was that was, you know jim henson that was kermit, he was kermit yeah it was he was kermit and his personality was kermit you know it wasn't exactly. just it wasn't just the voice it was his personality as well yeah that came you know that that, that was coming through so and, and in the new muppet show that's on t- tv right now i think it's still on tv it's uh-huh. no they have canceled it they did cancel it. Yes. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, like the they just could not get certain characters right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like the really funny characters, like the chef and Beaker and yeah. the scientist guy. I always forget what his name is. Yeah. Um, all those guys were phenomenal. And the rats, mm-hmm. Gonzo, all those guys were phenomenal mm-hmm. because they're bit parts. They don't really have three dimensions to them. Right. Oh, uh, uh, Sam the eagle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant brilliant in this this version of the muppets but the one the characters that were three-dimensional mm-hmm. like kermit like miss piggy yeah. uh like fonzie bear yeah just didn't play yeah yeah they just don't yeah because they need yeah i think you probably need the original guy to to be in it you know or just yeah i understand what you mean yeah it was just it yeah. Just, the, two, the two old guys wisecracking were that. That's I'm sure that they were like you know that they were fine because that's just oh yeah because that's a bit part. I mean yeah. it's all you got to do is find a guy who can write wisecracks. And yeah, and it's also like and not only that it's a one beat character. You know they just want you know the one beat character. Yeah. So hey, speaking of one beat characters, might as well like wrap this up with a bad movie because we've been talking about a few things. So just... All right, here then bad movie. <laughs> Yes, uh, tonight's bad movie is uh, the wonderful, and I say that in a just a very strange way, the wonderful Samurai Cop. <laughs> the movie is called The Wonderful Samurai Cop? No, the, the movie is wonderful. The movie is called Samurai Cop. <laughs> Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. Okay, well, tell me first, where is this set? This is set in... This is set in it's set in contemporary Los Angeles. It's from 1991. Oh, oh. And did, did anyone like pull a gun on him? Because that's always the best part of. Well, the... he's a cop and he's got a gun, so it's, it says he's just. But he's called Samurai Cop. Wait, he's a samurai with a gun? Yes, he's he's a cop. 
how is he a samurai with a gun? He's he's a cop. They call him Samurai Cop. But does he wear samurai and that samurai outfit or a cop outfit? He's a police officer, plain clothes so police officer. Just, what you're saying is just an Oriental cop. No, he's not even Oriental. He looks like he looks. He looks <laughs> Come on, it's like, you know, like the last samurai, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, it's a guy named Mark Frazier, and he plays... Uh, it's Kung Fu all over again. It's basically Kung Fu, but he doesn't even play any Asian. He's not play, pretending to be Asian. He's, he's obviously Occidental. He supposedly has studied in... Uh, he is he is transferred from San Diego to Los Angeles. He's apparently supposed to have um, studied in Japan, although this is... If an act... Now, when you... Earlier we had mentioned, we talked about um, a film that could have been good, but wasn't because of you know, things. And then there's there are films that could never have been good in a million years. Mm-hmm. Samurai Cop is one of the ones that could never have been good in a million years. <laughs> um, the guy who plays the main character, although he has the muscles for it, cannot act a lick. The, about his idea of acting is to like make weird faces, and they don't always go with the expression what he's saying he doesn't really um, it also features the large jawed late large jawed Robert Zadar I don't know if you know from him he uh, he was in um, Maniac Cop he was also in uh, Soul Taker and just has he's noticeable because he has a huge freaking jaw Uh, and the one of the more interesting things about the Samurai Cop uh, is that the main character um, Joe Marshall uh, the guy who was playing Joe Marshall, and he played—he had long hair. He had like long shoulder-length hair. And as far from what he was told, there's the way the story goes: is that he um, thought that the filming was done. He thought they, they thought he thought the filming was done, so he went. He said, "Okay, well, I'm going to try to get some more acting jobs, and I'm not going to get a lot of acting jobs with this with these locks here. So I'm just going to go cut my hair, you know, cut my hair normally." So I can mm-hmm. I can get you know like more just you know more acting jobs. So he gets a call from the director, and you know comes in and comes in and says what what you know he figures well we're going to do some ADR stuff or something like that because a lot of the lines were basically ADR'd afterwards um, because he had troubles uh, shooting sound. Uh, <laughs> the competency is not a big part of this film, but he flipped, the director flipped out when he saw that uh, that Joe had short hair. Because they had more shoots, shots to shoot, <laughs> and so they went out. And they bought a wig, a shoulder-length woman's wig, which looks nothing like his hair. <laughs> but throughout, so throughout the film, and they had a bunch of shots to do. They had fight scenes to do, including one fight scene where the wig kind of pops off a little bit, which is very entertaining. Uh, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's it has it tries to be gritty and gore filled and shocking and it's none of the above and the sex scenes are really boring. Uh, and how do you how you manage to make sex scenes boring is is well I think it's basically there's no chemistry between between any of the any of the people you know who have been getting naked with each other. There's just no chemistry between them. You kind of have to have that a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get naked. You're going to get naked. At least at least a degree of comfort, you know, or active. But it's like, it's no. And it's just it's just such a silly, silly film. Um, it's, I mean, and the, the wig thing makes, is, is just hysterical. Because it's like, one shot will have the normal hair. And then, like, the next shot, he's got the wig. And then the next shot, he's back to the normal hair again. It's just... It's just it's it's very, um, very very silly. He's uh, but anyway, Joe Marshall plays uh, he, the guy. Joe Marshall is the detective, the samurai cop, and he is at war with something called the Katana Gang in Los Angeles, which is basically run by a Japanese guy and two Japanese guys and a bunch of white people in it. So it's a Japanese you know, yakuza spinoff, I suppose, or something like that. Uh, but he's a sleazebag, the, the the samurai cop guy. He's a sleazebag. He will go to bed with anybody. Uh, he's sexually harassing every all the women on the force. All, all every woman he makes, he gets crude. He makes pretty crude come-ons too. Except Pamela, who's like the the, the romantic interest. He also wears a a speedo for his. They, there's a bathing. There's a there's a scene in the movie. You know, they're, they're at a beach or something like that with his. Um, with with the romantic lead, 
and he's wearing a speedo, and yeah, you can see Mr. Happy very, very clearly. Uh, <laughs> is is Mr. Happy happy? Mr. Happy isn't as happy as as you might think. I think probably you know doing well. I mean, doing fifteen shots of the same shot. Well, actually, the other thing is like almost every shot was a first take, and oh boy, can you see that? Uh, <laughs> And at the end, uh, I just there are there are fight scenes, and it's like he's supposed to be like this martial arts master, in addition to being a real good a police officer. And I've seen enough martial arts to know he doesn't know shit. Uh, <laughs> he does not know jack shit, particularly when it comes to handling a, a samurai sword. Actually, they have it with uh, at the end Robert Zadar, who plays like the samurai bodyguard of the Japanese gang leader and they have a sword fight and it's like did you you know like I would just basically go and watch any you know any any film any Japanese sword sword fight film and you're just going these guys don't know what they're doing with this with these with this instrument uh, it just doesn't it doesn't work like that <laughs> the sword fighting doesn't work like that so it's like um it's just they don't know they don't and I they're not sure really sure they know how to hold it right. <laughs> so it's really kinda like it's it's a it's but it's such a goofy film that way. And and the lines are delivered are so bizarre. And the other thing is that very often the sound kinda like it is a little bit off and ADR like and for a lot of the lines are ADR'd and there are moments like for example, there's a shootout in the rest the a restaurant um, parking lot uh, Robert Sadar starts to shoot a submachine gun at the main cop, and his buddy yells, right after the bullets have started flying, look out. And he's like, no, no, I think he knows he's being shot at. <laughs> look out. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, bah, 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 bah. look out, Frank. Bah, 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 is, that, bah, bah. is that like when somebody, like a baseball, hits a chair next to you in a baseball game, and yeah. somebody goes, look out? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, it. No, I, I, no, I saw that. It happened you, to you, you yell for at like yell for during while you're playing golf after it hits somebody. Yeah. <laughs> or Yeah, it is it is actually well worth looking at to watch. It's really if you're in the mood for a silly dumb film that you could say, My God, you know, my, my God, hamsters on drugs could have made a better movie. That <laughs> um <laughs> You you, you you all went to yourself. This is this is this is this is Edward territory as far as like incompetence, and incompetence in a, such a goofy way that it's you don't you don't you're not angry at it. You're going you realizing you realize that these people are doing the absolute best that they can. God help them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Revka finished. Go see Zebra. Zebra. Don't see World of Warcraft. You'll be disappointed. Watch Samurai Cop. It's available on Prime Video at Amazon. If you're an Amazon Prime member, it's free. Ooh. But you're going to sort of like rent it for like a couple of bucks. <laughs> and it's a thoroughly entertaining 90 minutes. <laughs> and uh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Usually I say don't watch these films on point of death. This one I just have to recommend you should see this one. So so anyway, um, that's we, we seem to have come to the end of our little hour here. Uh, we have... We have insulted uh, Donald Trump in a Scots accent. We haven't. Uh, there's many interesting things in science, but nothing really stupid has come out recently. So I, well, we, I shall keep an eye on that. And we're gonna like lay off talking about dead people until like somebody else massive kicks off, because it's just like. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, just way too many people are dying. It's just, it's just, it's just, we're just. I'm just. It's, it seems to be like asking for trouble at this point. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so anyway, this is Bob Muir saying peace, love, show a knife, and this is the enemy below saying I'm out to yeah. North America. <laughs> <laughs>